Hey, what's up, Penn State fans? This is Nick Bowers. Hey, it's Dan Chisena, and you guys are listening to the Unrivaled Podcast. Yo, what's up? Unrivaled, the official podcast of Penn State football. Well, happy Thanksgiving, episode 20 of the Unrivaled Podcast. Hope everybody's having a phenomenal week out there, spent with some family, friends, and a little bit of Penn State football as the Nittany Lions will welcome in Rutgers for Senior Day. This Saturday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. Kind of hard to believe it's already that point in the season. But, boys, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Actually, I woke up this morning pretty early, and there's a couple inches of snow on the ground. So That was nuts. Like, I woke wow. up and, like, looked outside. I mean, it's a, I know it's not the first time we've seen snow on the ground, but it's kind of always shocking that first time of the first time of the season. You wake up and you look outside, and there was, like, two or three inches on the ground. Yeah, especially last night. It was raining all night, and you wake yeah. up and all snow it's like heavy wet snow too yeah. that's uh, i hate that stuff but anyways all right so senior day is this saturday i know you guys have been through this program you've seen multiple different things you've you've been through different game scenarios and stuff like that but come saturday when you guys are able to run out of that tunnel for the final time in front of 107,000 plus people you guys have done it in extreme conditions with the whiteout you guys have seen multiple different teams come in here you've been through so many different games but what is it going to be like, Nick, to run out of that tunnel for one last time? I mean, for me personally, I don't think I really ever took the time just to stand back and kind of take everything I win because I'm kind of focused on the game. But I think this time around, just go around, I'm going to you know, run out there and kind of just look around and, you know, absorb all that because, you know, it, it is a once-in-a-lifetime experience to play for Penn State, um, and not many people get to experience that. And, uh, you know, it's sad, but I'm excited for this to be my, my last game Penn State. Dan, how about for you? Yeah, I'd, I'd say similar here. I mean, I guess for me, like with, with my journey between, um, you know, leaving football to track and then coming back, um, ever since I came back, I've, I think I've always been just super appreciative just to be able to run out of that tunnel and in that stadium um, after, away, after I was away from it for a few years. But um, it, it feels, it doesn't really feel real that this is the last time that I'll be doing it. So, um, you know, I'll definitely be just trying to take it all in and enjoy this one last one last go in Beaver Stadium. What is it like for somebody that gets to put that helmet on, run outside of that tunnel? Because you can talk about it from a fan standpoint. And, you know, you're up in the stands, you see you guys run in the tunnel, and you run out on the field in front of 110,000 for any given Saturday. But from a player's aspect, like, put me inside your helmet. Tell me what that emotion's like. I think it's a pretty special moment. I don't think – I think it's pretty hard to uh, explain – um, in the words of how you feel when you run out there. I mean, when, you, when you're walking up and, you know, Coach Franklin and the captains and, or whoever is leading us out, um, and you go out there and you just hear the crowd, you know, cheering for us and you know, the fireworks are going off and things like that. I mean, it's really hard to explain, but it's a pretty cool experience. Yeah, I, I've had, you know, friends over the years and family ask me what it's like running out of that tunnel. And honestly, like, it, what I always tell them is it just doesn't even feel real just because of how big that stadium is and, and how many people are in there. And you can, like, look up at the stands and you can see how many people are there, but you can't truly understand how big it really is. And it doesn't feel like there's – it just doesn't feel real that there's that many people there to watch you play football. So do you think it'll be that point in time on Saturday when you guys run out of there one last time that it'll kind of hit you like, dang, this is my last time kind of doing this thing? Or, like, have you thought about that stuff? Do you, do you think about that stuff? Uh, I mean, I personally haven't. I think it's one of those things, kind of like when you come in as a freshman and your seniors are like, it's going to go by quick. And you're like, no, it's not. And then you snap your fingers and, and it goes by pretty fast. And I personally have not really been thinking about that. But 
now that I'm on this podcast talking about it, I, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I have, I am kind of thinking about it and it's, it's pretty sad to be honest with you. Take me back to freshman year. Let's talk about freshman Dan Chisena and Nick Bowers. <laughs> I know you guys came in in different aspects of things, but take me back to like, put me in the, in the, in the spotlight of when you arrive in state college and you get on campus and you're like, Oh yeah, I'm a freshman, you know, I'm playing football, whatever. Like take me back to what, freshman Nick Bowers would look like? Um, I mean, for me, I came, I come from a pretty small town. I mean, really small town and showing up here and being with, I don't know, I think I graduated with less people than what's on the team now. <laughs> so, like, I was pretty nervous. I was pretty shy. I didn't really talk. And it took me a while to, you know, kind of come out of my shell. But I've, I think I've changed a lot since I first arrived here. How about Just, you, Dan? Yeah, I I don't know. I, I mean, I came here as a walk-on, and um, coming in, like, at least what I noticed at first, it felt like, or it didn't feel like, it just kind of was the way it was. But, like, all the scholarship guys who had come on visits and stuff already knew each other and stuff and um, and had those relationships, like, a little bit. Like, they just knew who each other were, um, surface level. And coming in as a walk-on, I was like, I don't know any of these people. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It, it was kind of like Nick was saying. You just kind of – I was just pretty shy and – I uh, didn't really know where I, I fit in at first, but, um, you know, you just, as you go along, you, you meet people and um, start making connections, and it didn't really matter whether you're walk-on or on scholarship after, you know, the first, like, hour you're there and you're meeting everyone, like, no one really cares, but, um, I don't know, it definitely was, like, a little, like, I was nervous just coming <laughs> there, for, coming here for the first time and, and trying to connect with people. Do you remember, like, your first team meeting? Or anything like that. Like, what is the first moment you remember being a part of the team? Like, the first, I don't know if it was, like, in the locker room, team meeting, practice. Like, what is the first memory of, okay, like, this is kind of big time now. We're here at Penn State. This program's in the national spotlight. Like, what is that moment? Dan, I see you smiling. I don't know why, but my first ever memory that I recall that first summer, my freshman year, was we were just doing field work outside, like, throwing with the quarterbacks and we decided to do one-on-ones with the, versus the DBs. And I go up for my first ever rep and um, right off the bat, like the, the DVAC just like, he just jams me so hard at the line and I fell down to the ground and I didn't even get off the ball. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> I don't know what, like why am I, am I supposed to be here? Like I just got rocked in my first ever rep. Like this is, this is going to be a long journey. So not something that you necessarily enjoyed, but you remember and you obviously learned from that with your speed and ability on the outside. But Nick, how about for you? Uh, the one thing I remember is it was the first day of camp, my freshman year. And um, Tommy Stevens and I were pretty close friends at the time. And I just remember after every, before every practice, we kind of like break it down, do like a little chant thing with the, with the team and, I remember when we like we broke it down to like go run into our position groups and stuff like that. Tom was like, "Here we go," and I looked at him. and I was super nervous, um, and I just I just think how crazy that is because now it's no big deal running out there and doing it. But when you first get here and everything's moving so fast, it's, it's a crazy experience. How about your first interaction with Coach Franklin? Because I think like the head coach of any football program, you know, they're in the spotlight. They have their certain role and stuff like that, but. I don't know if it's like during those those workouts or something like that, but your first interaction, the first time you got chewed out by a coach or something like that, like what are those moments like now that you look back on it, you can obviously laugh at it. Um, I mean, I, he kind of like does this every single year, but when you're a freshman, you go out for your first practice, we kind of do like a special team circuit. And there's like for each like field, um, there's different like places where you have to go. And 
if you don't know where to go, Franklin just blowing a whistle, screaming at you, telling you, if you don't know where to go, just keep running around the field until you can find where to go. And I was like freaking out because I had no idea where to go. I was just so nervous. But that's just something that I kind of look back now. I'm like, how dumb was that? So you basically just have to like run around in circles until you yeah. find your guys. The whole entire practice, whole entire practice field, you had to run the whole way around the entire time until you found out where to go. Did you ever find yourself running in a circle? Uh, kind of, kind of like a half circle. I kind of <laughs> figure out, trying to find where the other tight ends are and just go. It's kind of funny. Dan, how about you being a walk-on? You obviously have a different perspective on things, and you had to kind of work your way in. But, like, do you remember your first interaction with Coach Franklin? Before I got here? Or yeah. I got, yeah, I mean, I think it was um, when I came to camp here the summer going into my senior year. Um, and the coaches for here, from here were recruiting a tight end from my high school who was a year below me. And um, because they came to my school, I was able to just say hi to them and and talk to them. And so when I came to camp, um, I knew Coach Gaddis, who was the receivers coach at the time. And um, I came to camp and, and was talking with him. And um, I ended up getting like Coach Franklin. I talked to him in, in his office. And um, I just remember telling him, like, you know, I know my film doesn't, like, you know, my junior year film doesn't really show show it, but I know that I can I can play here and be be a part of this and, and help this team. And I want to show you that my senior year. And um, yeah, senior year was just kind of, it was pretty standard and not, um, not very dramatic or, or impressive, but like a lot of the guys get recruited here. But, um, I just remember like telling him that and he just kind of looking at me and just kind of like being like, all right, like keep an eye out for you. And, um, I don't know. I just felt like he, he did believe in me, um, even that far back. And that obviously came to fruition when I got the opportunity to walk on here and, that's pretty cool. All right, so what was the interaction like then when you did get the opportunity to walk on? I just remember um, I came for an unofficial visit in January of my senior year. Um, so a few months after I came to camp after my senior season and I uh, sat down in his office again and um, he just told me, he's like, hey, we can, you know, I want you to weigh your options, but if you want to walk on here, we, like, we'd love to have you. And I told him, I was like, I really don't need to think about it. Like this is the only place I've ever wanted to come. And, um, I don't, I don't really need to think about it. If I'm being completely honest, like this is where I want to be. And I, I appreciate the offer and I don't need to think about it. Bowers, can you be real with me for a second? Mm-hmm. Is this the fastest dude you've ever seen? By far. Like, I, I don't think people understand because everybody's like, Oh, KJ is obviously the fastest guy. Or you can allude to any back. He's the fastest guy, right? Yeah, he's shaking I, his head. Like he's denying it. He's by far the fastest guy. <laughs> I don't think you can tell because his, his drives are so long. And, like, from his track experience, like, his technique is perfect. I mean, I, I remember when we were in the 40s, and everyone was just – everyone wanted to watch Dan run. It was crazy. I mean, Like, his, who's his, this guy? Yeah. Like, it was it was nuts. And his strides <laughs> were so, like, perfect. And, like, the way he ran his form, it's crazy. I mean, but a lot of people don't know that, but he's by far the fastest guy I know. So give me something on Bowers that people won't necessarily know because everybody knows now that you are the fastest guy on the team. There's no more denying it. Your track experience, your, we're, we're going to go on from there, but obviously your speed kills. But give me something on Bowers. I mean, if you look at his Instagram, which I'm going to kind of creep on right now, it looks like he's into hunting. Is that true? Yeah, I know Bowers is really into hunting and fishing. What do you hunt? Deer, turkey, Just rabbits, anything. anything yeah. Now you got a dog too, right? Yes. Tell us about your dog. I've always wanted a dog. I've always wanted to be a dog person but my parents had cats growing up and when I got to college I knew a couple older guys on the team had dogs when I was a freshman so I, f- I figured when I moved off campus I wanted to get a dog so when I was a redshirt sophomore I lived at the retreat and I really wanted to get a dog um, my girlfriend actually talked me out of it and you know thank god she did that because 
I got a dog this past summer in May. Um, it was kind of the spur of the moment thing. I found her online and I went and picked her up like the next day. And I just remember that night I had her. She got up like I don't know, 12 times <laughs> every single 15 minutes. And I was like, I think it was like 530 in the morning and I was standing in the yard watching her go to the bathroom. And I was like, I think I made a mistake. And I called my girlfriend. I said, I don't know what I just did. And, uh, but you know, now that she's, she's eight months old now and I love her to death. I don't think you know how much you want a dog, like you need a dog until you have one. Um, it's a man's best friend, man's best friend. I mean, every morning I get up around seven thirty, and, uh, I drink two cups of coffee and watch the news <laughs> and she eats breakfast and I take her down to this, I love near a golf course and I let her run around. Um, but that's just kind of like my favorite thing to do every single day is just wake up and do that. I just love doing it. So you've got like that morning routine down to a T. Doesn't change? Doesn't change at all. It's the same thing every single day. I'm morning. sure she probably wakes you up at the exact same time pretty much every single day. Yeah. don't matter what time you're getting back. There's no sleeping in. I mean, she doesn't She doesn't whine or anything, but she's just moving around her cage. I'm like, all right, she's ready to go. So I let her out and do it, let her do her thing. But, you know, I think it's one of those things you just kind of learn like responsibility, to be honest with you. I mean, really, you your responsibility to take care of this animal and you know I try to do the best I can to let her have a great life and you know I love taking her on walks I probably walk her three times a day um you know I just really enjoy having her I mean I don't know I love her all right let's jump back to this football program so obviously you guys have seen multiple different things you've met so many different people you've had so many different opportunities and stuff like that you've been able to travel around the country whether it's for bowl games big 10 play like those are experiences that not everybody gets to have and then like coach franklin always says like once you leave once your time is done it's hard to find your way back into that locker room. So what are you going to miss most about just, like, the team aspect of things? Nick, start with you. Um, for me, uh, the thing I'm going to miss the most is just being, a, be, being able to hang off the guys. I mean, this is probably, like, the last time you're going to – I mean, you're kind of forced to be with them. I mean, we're with them every single day. Um, but we just have some kind of, like, special bond. I don't I mean, I don't think most people have with – you know, they're friends, I think, because we're, for, we're literally forced to be with each other. And um, I think you really get to know people. Um, you know, some sides we probably get to know better than, you know, the fans get to see. Um, but that's that's probably what we miss the most. Dan? Yeah, I hate to sound cliche, but I'd have to agree. It's just, you know, the, the relationships you develop and, and being around, um, you know, like 100 plus of your best friends every day. And, um, you know, just over the year and, you know, through <laughs> – going through the hardships of training in the summer and just like grinding out practices and going through camp and stuff. And you're with these, these people, you know, and it's shared suffrage in a way when you're, when you're going through, um, I don't know, these long days, but you're in it together. And, um, like Bauer said that you, you kind of make a bond, you, you form a bond with these people. And, um, I don't think I can really understand what it's going to be like when, when it's, that's just done. Um, Obviously, like I walked, I, I left it at first, but I found that in another team, and so it's going to be interesting when you're not around like a group of people that you're working out with every day, that you're training with every day, and, and hanging out with every day. So I think that's what I'm going to miss the most. So what do you guys want to do after grad or after football? Like life after football, when once you guys graduate and go on to do big things, what what are we going to know you for in the in the work field? Um, for me, and this is going to sound a little odd, but I really want to just for you know a couple of years, I want to. Be will try anyway to be in a NASCAR pit crew. What? Yeah. There's actually a guy from my town that did it. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
All right. Well, there's a lot there. All right. So you want to be a NASCAR pit stop guy, like the guy that changes the tires, yeah. the wrench guy, like what what part? Any part. Any part. I just I just <laughs> think I want to. Yeah, I don't think I'm ready to leave that you know team atmosphere. I just, it's just one of those things. It's kind of they actually like like ex athletes and ex military people. Um, and uh, you know, I'm, did you know I'm, this? No, <laughs> I'm not really. I'm not really like. I'm not gonna say like I love NASCAR because I don't really watch it that much. But I know I just I just know a couple guys have done it. There's a couple guys from Penn State, you know, in the past teams that are on teams now on NASCAR pit crews now, and it's kind of like the same thing. Like there's like a tryout, like there's kind of like a little mini combine. You got to do the same thing, and they make decent money. Just for I mean, as long as I you know have my health and stuff like that. I mean, just to do that and just still be a part of a team, I think it'd be pretty cool. I'm like shocked right now. Like that's the last thing that you could have given me like 300 million guesses. I would have never guessed a NASCAR pit stop guy. I have the rest of my life to do a you know, nine to five. Job. I love that. Like, so yeah. like, have you like practiced changing tires or like, <laughs> like you just want, you just want to try it. I mean, I mean, I can change a tire on my car, but I've never changed. I mean, I've watched. You've never done it in like 20 seconds though. Less than that. I think it's like they do that stuff in like 12 seconds. Like the whole car, like both like sides. Trust me, I watch a lot of YouTube videos <laughs> on it. Uh, but no, it's just like one of, it's just that team atmosphere. Like you have to have everyone working in the same way and, you know, same direction. And I think it's, I think it'd be pretty cool. I mean, and you get to go, I think the main spots in North Carolina live down there for a little bit. I mean, I just think it's a interesting thing to do, and like you can give your whole life to do it ninety five, and might as well just try something new before you you know go and do an office job. So you said there's like a combine and stuff. Like you've looked into this stuff, obviously. Like how does like is it like a minor league system where you get a call back and you gotta you gotta start out in the uh, I forget what they're even called now. So there's there's NASCAR with the it's not the Winston Cup Series anymore. It's the it's the highest level, whatever it is. We're gonna say your major league level, and then there's the the couple of minor leagues underneath that. Do you like like how that like the combine and all that stuff? Like, do you know all that information, or are you just gonna go for it when you're done? I don't know like the exact details of it. I mean, I just I just know from you know a couple guys, and you know I've contacted a couple of people about it. But I just know that like there's kind of like have like this kind of like the same thing. Like you have like a, your house and board, and you kind of stay in this place, and you can just work. And if you do good, then you get put on a team. So, I mean. It's as easy as that. It sounds (laughs) easy. Hey, listen, I watch YouTube videos a lot. And they're, you know, they're taking them tires off, throwing them, putting new ones on and doing all that stuff. And it seems pretty cool. So, I'm pretty excited. All right, last thing, and then I'll get off of this because I know you're (laughs) sick of it. But is there, like, a dream, like, car driver that you could work for, like, a dream owner and then, like, the dream position within the NASCAR pit crew? Like, mine would be probably Jimmy Johnson. Or do you remember, oh, crap, what was his name? Bobby Labonte? No. no, no, no. I think he drove the 18 car. I don't know why I know this. I'm not, see, I'm not that, I'm honestly not that big in the NASCAR. Like, I don't really know. I mean, Jeff Gordon retired, but that'd probably be the guy I'd want to, you know, work for. Like, I really don't know a lot about it. I'm just, it's just one of those things that I think it'd be cool to do. Just, just try it. I mean, I think I can, I'd be able, I'm capable of doing it. And hopefully, I mean, I know know it's really hard and it takes a lot of hard work, but I just, I'm, you know, I just really want to do that. All right, so in like two years, Dan and I are going to come visit you at, let's say, you want to go to Day, uh, Daytona, Talladega, Perfect. something like that. We'll come watch you do your thing. Yeah, Maybe do a little story on you. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm down there, and you guys can okay. see me on TV. You'll see me down there with the holes <laughs> and stuff, trying to get them. That's fantastic, Dan. How about for you? I don't know how I fall. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I don't know. I guess, you know, they're different job options uh, I'm still exploring um one thing I definitely want to 
I'm hoping to do it at, at some point in the next, I, I, let's say five years. As I, I really want to go on a mission trip somewhere, and um, the church I go to, they've they're connected. Um, they, they've gone on mission trips to Myanmar a bunch of times, and the Bible study group I'm involved in, they've um, gone to Puerto Rico once, and um, I haven't been able to really get connected with that just because of athletics and um, with our schedules. But um, you know, just you know taking the like a, a week or, or two weeks or however long those trips are just um I don't know I think that that that's something that I've always wanted to do and and hopefully over the next couple of years I'll have the, the opportunity to do that I know you guys like go through so much of a grind during the season and you've been going through that for multiple years now in different aspects is there like a certain part where of you that's kind of looking forward to almost having a quote-unquote normal week uh, like you're going to be able to travel somewhere. You're going to be able to do stuff like not everything's t- team schedule and stuff like that. Like I know you're going to miss all that stuff and you'll miss being in the locker room and stuff, but what part of the quote unquote normalcy are you looking forward to? Um, I think, you know, I'm definitely going to miss a lot of stuff, but like since I've got I mean, arrived here, you kind of have the same schedule. For, I mean, I've had the same schedule for five years, literally, you know, season, when I work out, spring ball, and then summer workouts, you just do the same thing over and over again. I mean, I'm pretty excited just to, you know, be able to do my own thing for, for once. I, mean, I haven't got to it in a long time, but I don't know. It's kind of – I mean, the one thing I'm not going to miss is winter workouts. I mean, I, we just have to wake up pretty early. And they're Why playing. is that the thing? Like, every single guy that leaves this program is like, have fun at winter workouts. Like, the bowl game's over, and it's literally like – I think it was – might have been Nick Scott last year after the Citrus Bowl. It's like, all right, boys, have fun in this winter workouts. Not going to miss that. Like, why is that the thing? I mean, they've changed, actually, since we first got here. But um, you have to wake up at – I don't know. It just depends on who your coach was. I mean, sometimes you have to be there earlier, but we had to be there – I guess be in Holuba by 5.15, and then the workouts are just brutal. I mean, and I think, you know, every team in the country goes through that, but just waking up at, I don't know, for me, it's like 4.30 and having to get my mind right to go in there, and, you know, you're sitting in the hot tub before <laughs> before you go in there, and you're kind of just staring at the wall, kind of <laughs> contemplating your life, and if it's whether you want to <laughs> still play football or not. But, you know, everyone goes through it, and everyone, but we don't really do that. We, now they're at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, so that the young guys don't. They don't know the truth. They don't know. They don't know what they're. You know how lucky they are not to be able to do that. <laughs> I don't even know what the early ones are like. You didn't have to go through all that. This this spring or winter, I guess, was my first time doing them because my <laughs> freshman year I was at track, so I didn't do them, and, and I just came back. And I came back two summers ago, so this is my first winter. So I don't even know the true true depth of them. Tell me your favorite play. Favorite stories, situation, whatever it is from your time here. It doesn't even have to be that it was you necessarily, but like I know everybody, when you think about highlights at Penn State and you like hear the radio calls or the TV calls, and when you do go look back at it 10 years from now, like that will be something that you're like, oh, like that moment sitting either A on the sideline or when we're in the locker room, that was something that was really cool because now like you guys have had the HBO stuff, the 24 7 access and it's not like there's not cameras around you guys all the time which i'm sure is a good thing and i'm sure at first it's a little shocking when you get on campus that like you guys are on such a spotlight that it is hard to get away from all that stuff but do you guys have a favorite memory um for me it was my first touchdown um you know i had a couple injuries and then i finally had a chance to you know go out there and score a touchdown and i just remember turning around and the whole sideline was going crazy. I remember, you know, Mike Kosicki and, you know, Saquon were over there, they're just going nuts. And, you know, it was just made me really happy. I mean, I wanted to, 
play here all my life. Um, you know, I only live two hours away, you know, about two hours towards Pittsburgh. And, you know, for me to score a touchdown in Beaver Stadium, and it's just a special moment for me. Dan? I would say, you know, getting put on scholarship was, was a, a tough moment to beat. It was just really special. And it was less – I mean, I don't know. I just – I never imagined coming here that I would ever be put on scholarship. Um, and then to have that moment was really – really special and obviously helps my family out a lot but the part of that that sticks out to me the most was you know how excited everyone else was for me and everyone coming off the sideline and and mobbing me and and that was cool especially because you know coming back to the team um I was just I don't know I wasn't sure like how I would connect with people like after being away for a few years and um you know if I would be embraced or not and like obviously if you, you can tell by that like everyone just I don't know. It was just like cool to see how everyone was was happy for me and um, just like wanted to support me in that moment and, and just made me realize like how special a group this is and um, how great a culture there is in the locker room. What are those scholarship moments like? Like when you guys do you find out from coaches ahead of time that he's going to give somebody a scholarship at practice or a team meeting or anything like that? Like what are those moments like? Um, I think it's a, just as big a surprise to him as I mean, to us. I mean, we have no idea what's going on. I mean. I don't know how they coordinated that for him to score a touchdown in the spring <laughs> game, man. And, you know, they had to do that somehow. But when we when that came over the loudspeaker, I mean, we went nuts. I mean, we were so happy for him. I mean, he deserves it. I mean, it was one of those crazy things you see on, like, Twitter and social media. You know, the coach is kind of surprising, like, the, the kid with the scholarship. And, you know, we saw that in person, and it was pretty cool. I remember we found out, like, as a social team here, we found out, I think it was, like, two minutes before it was going to happen like all of a sudden I, I can't remember if it was Lauren Campbell who runs our social media accounts was like hey like be ready on this next play like they're going to try to hit Dan Chisena on a touchdown give him a scholarship and we're like Whoa, like what mm-hmm. and so it was like I mean those are cool moments that obviously you guys will never forget whether it's Dan you getting it or Nick Bowers you being able to kind of help him celebrate but uh, we'll try to wrap this thing up here but tell me what Penn State has meant for you guys and it doesn't necessarily just have to be about the football side of things but when you see that logo out in the country and when you're walking through an airport if you guys are traveling for fun or something like that during the summer whenever it is like people are gonna say you know we are like Penn State like it's the largest alumni base in the world like you can't beat that so when you look back what does Penn State mean to you guys? That's pretty I think that's a kind of hard thing to no explain, but just kind of talking about like the alumni, you know, you don't really like people always say that, but I don't think people really understand how big the alumni, you know, the, just it's not even about football, it's about just the school, the university. I mean, if you wear anything Penn State, literally anywhere, it could be, you could be in Ohio State or in Michigan. I mean, people are always doing that We Are chant, you know, sometimes it's a little embarrassing when they're screaming at the top of their lungs <laughs> in a public place and you have to like respond, you know, but uh, I think it's just powerful. I mean, I don't, I don't think. People understand. Um, I mean, for myself, I didn't really understand until, you know, after I got here. I mean, about how just how special those places to everybody. I mean, even if you're not, if you even if you didn't go to Penn State. I mean, I have a lot of people in my town that didn't go to Penn State, but they love Penn State. I think it's just really, it's a really great place. Yeah, I. It's just like he said. Just the alumni base is crazy, and um, I don't know. I just have so many memories of, like, especially on the track team when. Like we don't charter to our meets and stuff, so we um, take like Southwest and stuff. So we'll be walking through the airport with with you know everyday people, and you'll just hear someone scream from the other side of the airport, like the "We are," and like, oh my gosh, like how do they 
like they're everywhere. Like we'll be in Arizona or Florida or Oregon and you're, you're hearing these people saying like we are. And um, I don't know. I, I think for me, it's just, that's just really cool. And I'm just really proud to have been able to come here and, and be a part of this great university and um, meet so many great people. And um, after I leave, I'm, I think I'm, I know I'm always going to be proud to, to say that I went to Penn state and um, I can now be a part of that alumni base and, and help others who are who are going to be coming through here and yeah final question for you guys so if you're on the fence as a what is 16 17 18 year old right now as far as where should I go play football or where should I even go do my undergrad if you're not a football player why Penn State it's a question we hear all the time I can't speak for other schools and I, I was never highly recruited I never went on um, visits to other big time schools or got the huge sales pitches but I just know that from my time here, like there's, I don't think there's any fan base like ours. I don't think there's, I think what they're doing to the facilities here now is just second to none. And, um, and again, just the culture of this team is, I, I mean, I've only been back for two years, but I've just seen it grow and grow and grow. And that's going to continue after we leave. And um, I'm just really excited for, I'm excited. I'm not, I, I'm obviously excited for you know, the rest of the year here, but I'm, when I leave, I'm excited to, to see, you know, everything that they'll be able to do. And um, just because I know that they're just going to keep on growing this culture and, and growing um, this team. I mean, I think if you want to come to Penn State, I think it's a place where you can grow. I mean, not as, just as a football player, but, as, you know, as any, any person can you know come here. And whether that's in academics or, you know, if you're a recruit, I mean, the coaches really care about you. Um, they go out, their, go out of their way to help you out no matter what it is on or off the field. Um, you know, and with, a, like, just the academics part, I mean, the stat, I mean, like, for my time here, I mean, the teachers I've had, I mean, they all, they all seem pretty caring. I mean, I know, like, they're getting paid to, you know, to do their jobs and stuff, but they, you know, if you email them and say you have some, a problem, then they'll come to my office and do this and do that, and, and I think the students are kind of the same thing. I mean, I never had a bad experience with, you know, any students. Everyone seems like they're pretty happy, and I think it's like one of those places that's just, they call it Happy Valley for a reason. I know that's, Kind of cliche to say that, but like everyone here is pretty happy, and I think everyone loves to come here, go to school here, and it's just a great place. That's going to do it for episode 20 of the Unrivaled podcast. Looking forward to seeing everybody inside Beaver Stadium this Saturday at 3 30 p.m. Eastern Time. And please have a safe and happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next time on the Unrivaled podcast. Unrivaled, the official podcast of Penn State football.